From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. is the Design Plug Disneyland Edition, episode 489 for the week of August 30th, 2015. The Design Plug Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. Coming up on Tuesday, Tyler and Brittany return for more trip planning advice, and Tony takes a look at counter-service breakfast at the resort hotels. But right now, it's time for this week's news and roundtable rapid-fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Nancy is starting a brand new job tomorrow. Congratulations to her. So she's taken tonight to get ready for that and ironing her clothes and all that stuff. So, so she finally ironing got her that job selling popcorn in, yes. in town square. Yes, that That's one. Wonderful. That's wonderful. She, she, no, she, cr- she cranks the, she, she cranks the little thing at the. <laughs> okay, we're all getting different stories because I thought she was making that. She was getting ready for the December making, making candy canes. Yes, right? that's, yes. I that's, what, that's what it is. <laughs> nice. I think. Well, you know how they move you around. Okay. Yes. So you learn different jobs in different areas. Right. 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 Yes. <laughs> that, that's it. She'll do well wherever she goes. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. <laughs> and especially if it was in the Disney resorts. No, right, congratulations, right. Nancy. <laughs> All right. Any housekeeping? Okay. Oh, Tony's got. Well, something. okay. I know. I now anytime I fly into LAX, I need to update because mm-hmm. oh, okay. because yes. Mary Jo thinks that it's the greatest airport ever, and I'm just giving. I don't say it's the greatest. I, I just, just say it's not as bad that as, as you I say. say it is. So I'm just giving data. I'm not going to give objective data. I kept track, and then you guys can you can. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's actually bad. Okay, so it was Friday night. I touched down at 11:03 p.m. I didn't get to the gate till 11:22 p.m. They were looking for a gate for us to go into. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Not that that's wrong, bad, or good. I'm just giving the data. So I was 20 minutes waiting on the tarmac. Um, then I, wa- I was I was in first class. So I was able to walk straight off like I was in the front row. So I'm right off the plane really quickly. The national car rental bus was right there. So I was on the bus at 1130 and then got off the bus at 1145. So it took me 45 minutes to get to the um, car rental. The only reason why I realized I need to, I'm going to keep track of this is because of what Mary Jo and I kind of talked about. And maybe she's right. And so I just want to give data. So it was about 45 minutes until I got to the car rental center. So it's just something to think. We know I did my show a while back about airports, but I want to give legitimate data. And if the next time I do it, it's another, it's an hour or it's 20 minutes, then people can say, you know what? It's not as bad as he said. I've been listening. Or, oh, wow, that's an hour that I... I don't want to waste. So I'm just mm-hmm. sharing the information. There you go. Well, and I think it's good too, Tony, because, you know, it depends what's more important to people. If they have the money to, to do 10 minutes mm-hmm. at Orange County or yeah. if they don't, at least they'll, they'll have realistic expectations. Well, and you know So what? thank you for your research. Yes. Now, I do. Yeah, thank you. Um, I do have to say though, I was dropped off. I, I don't know if I already mentioned this. I was dropped off on a Friday. I took an Uber and, um, I've never seen Uber it. from your house to LAX. Yeah, how much was that? Seventy bucks. So oh. from all the way from Irvine. 
You say that's yeah. a lot, but you remember if you're if, I know. if my car is parked there, oh, seventy bucks for compared to a shuttle, and yeah. I get to go right from my house to the, to the place. Um, but I've never seen it that crowded. It was crazy. Like I could, I had to get out before the Uber guy got me to my my gate because I was going to miss the plane. So it was random. I don't know why it was so crowded then. Yeah, I'm not saying as in, in a negative. It could have just been something's going on or whatever. So that I'm just discouraged everybody again. But, um, mm-hmm. but isn't that crazy though? To le- what time did you go? Um, it was a red eye on a <clears throat> Friday night. You know, I'm taking a red eye on a Tuesday night. Yeah, so it's crazy. But I'll be prepared. The problem mm-hmm. is, I realize now I'm basically consistently going to fly to LAX just because of the price and the fact that a red eye allows me to. Not waste a day of travel if you're heading east. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, okay. Cool. Hey, also for Tony, mm-hmm. I was driving by. I was driving down Harbor Boulevard, and I saw that Millie's was taken all the way to the ground and is being rebuilt. From wait, there's okay. Most of the Millie's I've seen in Orange County don't exist anymore. No, 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 no. I mean, no, no, no. That's where the Panera's going. Oh, 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 woo. All right, Remember? my muffin, they, yes. They closed the, they okay. closed the Millie's. And I thought, I, I forgot the Panera. Wow, they're going to be quick. Yeah, yeah. they, they, they knocked down the whole thing, and they're, it's like, they had, like, um, they were doing... That means I can get my 32-ounce... Yeah, they're doing the framing and all that already. I can get my 32-ounce iced coffee. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, so um, any other housekeeping? You mean real housekeeping about actual yes, Disney stuff? Yes. No. I have housekeeping. Go ahead, Mary Jo. Um, just a reminder that this weekend's going to be the Disney Marathon. So it's going to be kind of a double header with the Disney Marathon and, oh, not this weekend. Next weekend. Sorry. Next weekend's the Disney Marathon and, and it'll also be Labor Day weekend. So plan for. That is next it, weekend. Yeah, I said this weekend. This is oh. the age-old conundrum. <laughs> when is when is what do people when is it this and when, when is, is it, it next? next? Yeah, it's, by it's, the time you're listening to this, it'll be next. Yeah, yeah. or it's, this coming be. this coming weekend, the fourth, fifth, and sixth. There you go. I will use the dates. Yes. There we go. Is the half marathon? Yes, and and uh, this, on Monday it's Labor Day weekend, so. It's going to be pretty crowded, I believe, at the park. So be prepared when you do go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be there. Is anybody else going during the weekend? No, uh-uh. Just just to get the atmosphere and the right. people. And I'm I'm thinking of going for Dapper Day. I don't know. Which is it's two just, week, it's two weeks after that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Are you going to get dressed up? Um, I don't know. Well, if I go, I would probably dress up. Yes, since I have yeah. the, since I have the stuff. Cooling down, and it, down and, and, almost, and it almost still fits. <laughs> well, walk in the parks and sweat it off. And mm-hmm. yeah. in fact, what you could do is participate in the marathon. Just run alongside of them because it's too late to join. Yeah, or do what Mary Jo does and 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 record the podcast without your air conditioner and <laughs> yeah. just sweat it all off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we all do that. Just, um, pretty, I have rocks next to me. If you hear steam, it's me putting water on the rocks. Nice. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, Tom already <laughs> records with no pants, so he's basically right. halfway yeah. ready to go into the yeah. sauna anyways. Yeah. Well, and Tony, uh, we already Yeah, we don't want to know what Tony's recording. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah. anyway, so um, for those of you going, their Disneyland is uh, encouraging people to show their Diamond Disney site during the marathon. And 
just a reminder, well, this is for the annual pass holders that you can create your Disneyland Diamond Celebration video. I'll send the link to Tom so you can put it in our show notes. And Disneyland is giving us opportunities to make a video through Facebook or whatever and upload it to their site. So some fun stuff that's happening. Yep. All right. Any other housekeeping? want to say hello to our friends in Mixler listening live to us every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Pacific. And they're wondering if Michael wears pants. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Good to know. <laughs> so if you want to join the fun. Um, because take, I sit in a leather chair. Take so a look at our pants. show notes page for links. He'd prefer or, not to wear them, but he has Or our Facebook it. page for links to Tom's just plowing on. No, yes. I going. <laughs> Speaking of our show notes page, that is www.disunplug.com. Look for the week of shows that you're interested in. Click on that. It'll have links to all of our shows and links to everything we talk about. You'll also find links to reach us if you want to follow us on Twitter or Facebook or email us. So, Actually, I don't think our email links are there, but that's pretty easy to find. Tom at www.info.com, etc. Um, well, also, if they do um, send an email to dlpodcast.com, mm-hmm. it goes to all of us. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you, so, if, you, if you have secrets for Mary Jo, just marryjo at www.info.com and she'll, she'll get that from you. Um, anything else we need to talk about in housekeeping? No? Okay. Uh, let's start with the news. Do you want to go first, Tony? Sure. Okay. Okay, so just when we thought, well, we already thought it was dead. When Garden Walk was dead, yeah. we're slowly <laughs> going to get some stuff. This well, we're, we're, well, I don't know if you were here when we were talking about House of Blues going. No, that's why I said they're yeah. slow. No, that's why I said they're okay. slowly going to get some stuff. That okay. was the House of That was me referring to when I wasn't there. Okay. The Good. House of Blues. They're continuing... Their trek towards importance with mm-hmm. a four diamond JW Marriott, which is crazy. I'm like shocked that first of all Anaheim's getting one. Secondly, that they're putting it there. Marriott is building a lot of hotels. Isn't the residence in part of the Marriott? Yeah, family? yes, yeah, right. and it's going to be right across the, court, the street. They <laughs> just opened the courtyard. So yeah, they're obviously Marriott's doing well. Well, I stay exclusively in Marriott, so I'm helping them, <laughs> and my job is helping them. But um, at least $150 million will be spent to build the new JW Marriott Anaheim at the Garden Walk Mall near Disneyland. I'm curious, just this is because, you know, I don't read them word for word anymore, if they're going to name call it the JW Marriott Anaheim at Garden, Garden, at Garden Walk. Like, that would be huge. Just right. I mean, obviously now the House of Blues yeah. over there, but... Um, so they've uh, submitted the plans. It's going to be 12 stories. Where, where would they put it? Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm glad you asked. The, okay, good. Okay, okay, it will rise 12 stories with 466 guest rooms, ballrooms, and meeting rooms on 2.8-acre dirt of lot near Catella Avenue and Clementine Street. Well, remember, at one time they were going to build two hotels, and the story was was that Disney was going to lease them and operate them, and they were supposed to be uh, – you know, moderate hotels. <laughs> and then Disney pulled out. And instead of moderate, they decided to go for the most expensive so, in the chain. So it's well, not going to be there at – it'll it'll be near Garden Walk then. Well, yeah, that's what they're saying. Um, so maybe like is there room diagonally across the street there? I'd have to look more carefully at the map. And you're high in with directions. I'm probably in the wrong yeah, city no. as I'm looking in directions. Yeah, you're probably – I'm probably looking at Newport Beach. Yeah, I'm like, hey, there's plenty – did you know there's a beach right next to Disneyland? Um, <laughs> 
So um, they uh, said that the hotel would be the first JW Marriott in Orange County and only the fifth in California. And the luxury chain meets AAA's stringent guidelines for four diamond ratings, which I'll mention again. Uh, they're going to have 352 parking spaces for underground garage. It is only going to cost. I'm saying only because it just seems like that's not that expensive. What uh-huh. did you say? Where did you say the dirt lot was? It is near Catella and Clementine Street. Okay, so on that end, you'll have to check it out on your okay, next so walk down Catella. Yeah, yes. well, yeah, we're, that's where we're going next. <laughs> Okay, so it's across from Cheesecake Factory, that area. So, uh, yeah, $150 million estimated cost of construction. $81.1 million, the maximum subsidy provided by the city of Anaheim. Uh, they're expecting the bed tax to be $4 million to $6 million. That's cumulative, not per room. Just if people were worried that it was out of their price range, they won't be paying $6 million for a room tax. Uh, 70% of the bed tax subsidy that goes to the developer for 20 years, 12 stories. 352 parking spaces. It's unclear what they're going to charge for rooms, but the rates are expected to be high. The price mm-hmm. is listed uh, a month from now at the JW Marriott Los Angeles LA Live are 359 to 439 for a Saturday night. I'm interested to see what they're going to charge compared to There's Disneyland no Hotel. There's no way they can get that either because it's not downtown LA. But I, I, I'm really interested to see what kind of price range they're going to get because are they going to end up being under – the dis the Grand Californian Disneyland Hotel or above it? They'd have to be under it. Why? I'm but okay, would, no, but I'm, I'm not okay. I'd so say they'd be comparable. To now the this is why I'm going to argue why they don't have to be. Here's what AAA looks for in Four Diamond hotels: they need to have doorman, bell service, concierge, valet laundry, covered parking, shuttle service, and luggage carts with brass finish. Does Grand Californian and Disneyland? They, have- they both. They are both Four Diamond. Okay, so. Um, upscale decor and soft bed linens, not less than 253 count. A minimum uh, – this, no, this is interesting. I didn't know. Minimum 12-square-foot shower, okay, with heavy – room, room for you and a friend. Yes, with heavyweight glass door, round or oval tub, and large mirror. Amenities, it needs to have spa, retail, theater, meeting rooms, concert venue, nightclub, gym, boutiques, bar, and lounge. This is actually good to know what they're going to have in the hotel. If this is what you need to have to get it um, this nearby, is, well, have to have it inside. Re- well, I don't. Okay, it's in the ballrooms. Decor must be professionally planned by an interior designer with accent walls, textured and painted finishes. <laughs> See, that's what you're paying so much for. Yeah, the high and the high grade floors and enhanced window treatments. Mm-hmm. Swimming pool needs to have towel service, food and beverage service, cabanas and hot tubs. Uh, furniture, contemporary or antique styles with solid wood, polished metal, and leather. Landscaping, professionally designed with manicured lawns, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and art pieces. I find this one actually is the one that I find the funniest. Lighting, chandeliers, spotlights, and prominent signs with upscale finish. I just, okay. You guys, you guys were so close, but you didn't have chandeliers. Um, <laughs> so the... Garden Walk Hotel deal was originally in 2013, but uh, Tom Tate voted against it, um, and then they had to so adjust it. That, is this part of the thing where they're getting a they're getting the kickback on the on the bed tax? Because, I was just wondering about that because isn't that Disney put it through so they could build more hotels, but Jay Marriott's taking advantage of it. That's what it looks like to me. I see. Okay. There's no. 
it would like an it would co- okay. Of yeah, it would cost too, right? $150 million plus to build the hotel, financed in large part by a 70% return on bed taxes collected there yes. over 20 years. So, yeah. 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 Um, but opponents have challenged the deal in court. Despite the ongoing legal ballot battle, developer Bill O'Connell Sr. said that the time was right to move ahead. So, yes, that is part of that. Okay, cool. So... I'd like to see it, but I'd also like to see more nice, moderate hotels. Well, that's well. what kind of bothers me, is that there's it's going to be another... I mean, it's such a big deal that it's a JW Marriott, so I consider this a, I don't know, landmark, whatever adjective you want to use. Right. Um, hotel, but again, it's not for the typical people who go to Disneyland, and Disneyland right. is more about locals and... I mean, some people might do, oh, I'm going to do the one night at the JW Marriott, but it kind of bothers me that where's the, uh, I want a moderate, I would like a Disney themed moderate hotel. That's what I want. And I do think that the, um, what's our place with the water slide? The Great Wolf Lodge is going to take yeah. some business from them. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm going to spend that kind of money to go to stay in a hotel and theme park, then and and if I have a family, I certainly would go to the Wolf Lodge. Mm-hmm. And I get and I get a, a a water slide. Yeah, well, a whole park. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the hotel news. Thank you. Okay, let's continue. Um, I'm going to talk about Not Scary Farm. I went to a media event this week where they released a lot of information about what's coming. Uh. Got to talk to some of the maze designers, and I'll share some of that information in a bit. Uh, basics, though, Not Scary Farm returns select nights beginning September 24th and continuing through Halloween night. This is a hard ticket event. Uh, single night tickets range from 40 to $50, depending on the night that you purchase them. And you to get that rate, you have to purchase online. Uh, uh, returning this year, though, is the Not Scary Farm Pass, which offers unlimited visits throughout the event, and that's oh, wow. and that's eighty eighty dollars, which is kind of that's cool. not that's, that's reasonable. Not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. really reasonable. And wow. and if you have an annual pass, a regular not annual pass that includes parking, you can use that parking for Not Scary Farm. That's very reasonable. So, I know. I think Mary Jo had, at one point had annual pass and. I do. I have an yeah. annual pass with yeah. parking. There you go. So you could go. You could use that for Not Scary Farm. Um, and of course, there are upgrades available attached to that, um, including Fright Lane with Skeleton Key, where you can get front of the line and extra rooms and things like that. And then you could also have Fast Lane, which is the normal um, going on rides. Uh, their their version of Fast Pass, which is an upcharge. There are also all kinds of hotel and food packages available as well uh, so let's talk about some of the scares there are of course the classic shows returning mary joe's favorite the hanging oh, the, i think the hanging's great the hanging i was is, the one that hated it oh you hated it okay <laughs> the, this year it's called the hanging straight out of calico so um and of course that's the one that's in the calico square that makes fun of whatever's in popular culture yeah. And then our favorite Mistress of the Dark returns for Elvira's Asylum, and that takes place in the Charles M. Schultz Theater. Um, I was kind of disappointed. The last time I went to this event, she was actually there. 
to talk about it, but she wasn't this time, and I cried. Oh, I she know. was there last last year for was us she? too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All well, right. So there, if are, I had gone, she probably would have been there. There are also a bunch said. of different scare zones. There's a scare zone in um, the Fiesta Village. There's a scare scare zone in Ghost Town. There's a scare zone on the Boardwalk, which are just crazy. And then there are uh, eleven different mazes throughout the park. Um, I'm not going to run through all of them because that would just take forever. But I want to hit some of the highlights and and give you some details. Um, one of them is returning. This is where that scary farm takes over Camp Snoopy with special ops, which is what was last year. This time it's special ops infected. Patient zero. <laughs> Sounds gross. Um, so here's, here's a, here's a clip from John Cook. He's the designer of special ops. Let me see if I can play this for you. The entire six acre area gets taken over by a bunch of ravaged zombies. That's not good. It's not good. And that's why we need you guys. Okay. Tell us all about it. You guys need to come here and join our zombie response team. So we pair you up with some squad leaders. We get you guys some weapons and we send you on in. And we, uh, you guys have a series of missions to complete, as well as hordes and hordes of zombies to fight off. And some new stuff this year? Yes. The Although it's in the same area, it's all new set of missions. It's a new storyline. Um, it's the, Like I said, the, the, the size is six acres. We have taken up every inch of that thing. Nice. And new weapons? New weapons, yeah. So for You, you smiled when you said that. I'm, I'm a gamer, and I'm so happy with these with this system um and if anybody out there plays any kind of you know call of duty or battlefield or anything like that you're going to get it we have killstreak award system so as you are going through your mission you can upgrade your weapon um there's accountability so as as the zombies come into contact with you you lose your health and you're gonna have to respawn there's um you have to you know there's a reload feature on the weapon you can check all your scores it's pretty awesome all right so that was uh john cook he was the designer of um, special ops infected patient zero. Um, you know, that sounds like something West would like, but it would scare the crap out of him. So, um, <laughs> I won't be taking him to that. Uh, Kelly will go with him. Kelly would go with him. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Um, and then also new this year is a different kind of maze. You know, all these mazes are dark, scary mazes. This one is called the dead of winter, which is kind of a, version of the snow queen so it's lots of whites and frozen yes thank you uh so i talked with gus kruger he's the designer of that but also the designer of the one of the attraction one of the um mazes in ghost town and so let me play that clip for you real quick well this year my new projects are dead winter uh which is a a crazy icy world like we've never done before uh with more incorporating environmental effects and, and lights and darks. And uh, that's my new maze this year. Uh, an, an angry snow queen? Oh, yeah. She's so mad. I I, I made her mad the other day, and she's, I, mean, I think I got frostbitten toes. Nice. Um, but in addition to that, uh, my big returning maze that I've really focused a lot on this year is Gunslinger's Grave of Blood Moves Mises, where I took the, the Gunslinger's Maze, uh, which was near and dear to my heart, uh, just a really true Western ugly vibe to it but I, I didn't want it to get old and stale so I, I wanted to incorporate the next part of the story so I brought uh, the supernatural in he's going to be fighting werewolves this year and just really upped the just the 
nuts, crazy factor of the maze just to make it scarier and more intense. All right, so that was Gus Kruger. He was one of the designers there at Nuts Scary Farm. Last thing I want to talk about is My Bloody Clementine. So, some of you folks may remember this, where they redecorate the Calico Mine ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take a ride, grim ride through the Calico Mine where Clementine and her father were brutally murdered centuries ago. Their spirits roam the tunnels in search of those who killed them. And the great news is there are live actors back on the Calico Mine ride during Not Scary oh. Farm. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, that is yeah. very cool. So, um, and that's the perfect thing to decorate for Halloween because mm-hmm. it's so big, right, and dark and mysterious yeah. anyway. Yeah. So lots of fun. Thank you to Not Scary Farm for including me. That was it was a fun event. I um, have a question. Yeah, go for it. Are they going to have Michael's favorite, the one that where you go in there oh, and they yeah. test you to the ultimate? You you could tell it, Michael. I don't you think it, did I don't it. think it's I don't remember seeing that one. Huh? Yeah, you have to buy the special ticket in groups. Of six oh or no, 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 no! They didn't talk about that one. They did not talk mm. about that one. So and and it may just be that they haven't announced it yet, but. I know they're doing their special, the special um, skeleton key rooms, but I don't remember the t- them talking about the the upcharge one. That one. So, uh, more information, of course, on knots. dot com. We'll try to get some up from information on our site as well. Again, not scary farm. Not scary farm begins September twenty fourth and runs twenty four select nights through Halloween. I just want to add to what you just said, Tom. Mm-hmm. For for people who don't know about not scary farm. It's definitely not for the younger kids. No. It's for probably preteen or teenage, like 13 year old on up. And I would say, and if, even the 13 year olds, if you've, scared. if you've done, um, Universal's version of Halloween and enjoyed it, this is a fun alternative that's maybe slightly cheaper and closer to the Disneyland resort. Yeah. It's not as intense as I think Universal's is. No. Well, and well, and, and some, and I think some of them, and and they they take it very seriously. They they spend a lot of time, a lot of money planning this. This was the original Halloween event, but they don't have Hollywood um, movie studios on, right. on their payroll, right? So, all right, so that is the news. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, we're at the end of the month, so it's time to take a look at what's going on in September at the Walt Disney Family Museum. And there is a lot. I think there is one free weekend in September. (laughs) The couple films of the month, one is Treasure Island. And this is the definitive, I think, pirate film uh, for at least for, for me growing up. I think every pirate, including Captain Jack Sparrow, is based on the Long John Silver from this film, Treasure Island. And if you haven't seen it, definitely worth seeing. It's playing it um, on select days at the museum, 1030, 130, and 4 p.m. And they're also filming um, part of the Disney and Dolly exhibit. They're having a film series on the Silly Symphonies and Destino. The Silly Symphonies were a way that Walt Disney and the animators could experiment with different uh, forms of animation, different uh, types of storylines. Uh, you remember the, the Silly Symphonies were not based on a series. Everyone was a standalone with unique characters, sometimes with allowing the music to tell the story. And it was these Silly Symphonies that led Dolly to admire Disney as an American surrealist. And that's why they came together in an attempt 
to create an animated film called Destino. It didn't quite work out. And, and, but when Roy Disney, Roy E. Disney, Walt's nephew, was working on Fantasia 2000, he discovered the unfinished project and completed it in the year 2003. And so this, the Walt Disney Family Museum is going to be screening this on Sundays, September 6th, 13th, and 20th at 1.30. The Spotlight Talks will continue every day except Tuesday. And what I've learned is, is that the Spotlight Talks are on different topics throughout the day. And they're usually on the half hour in different galleries. So they have a little sign at the front desk if you want to find out what the different topics are. So you can choose which ones you want to go to or if you want to go to all of them because they are included with admission. The little open studio. They're going to talk about the walking sculptures in Adventureland with all our little mouseketeer visitors. You may have met, if you went to the museum, Pepe del Presidio. And he is the replica of the Barker Bird. And he is um, built by the Garner Holt Studio. And he used to be at the entrance to Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room at Disneyland. And so the little mouseketeers can make their own enchanted bird using paper bags, cardboard felt, and a whole lot of feathers. This is every Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, 10 a.m. to noon. And for the older mouseketeers and adults, you can create jungle scenes with ink and paint, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. So, again, talking mm. about Adventureland there, but you're going to learn about the traditional ink and paint process as you create your own animated jungle scene. You're going to layer it with exotic plants, fierce animals, and a creepy crawler or two. This is every Saturday and Sunday in September 1 to 4 p.m. Both open studios are free for members or with paid admission. So if you are visiting a museum with younger folk, there are activities for them to do as you go through the galleries. Um, uh, There's a number of talks. Uh, Saturday, September 5th, there is a talk on a date with Destino, uh, Disney and Dolly, architects of the imagination. So they are going to talk about the making of the film um, Destino, the collaborative project between Walt Disney, John Hench, who was a, a Disney artist and designed many of the uh, buildings uh, that we see in Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and with the Spanish realist painter Salvador Dali. And then they are going to show the short, and then there is going to be a wine reception afterwards featuring Spanish red varietals. I also want to warn folks, this is Labor Day weekend, and the Bay Area Rapid Transit, Transbay Tube that runs beneath uh, the Bay of San Francisco, is closed um, during the whole Labor Day weekend. Because, I mean, who goes into San Francisco on a Labor Day weekend? Nobody, right? So that means the last (laughs) time they did this, it took two to three hours to get across the Bay Bridge. So plan accordingly or avoid the city um, that weekend. Um, Thursday, September 10th, 5.30 to 9. I've talked about the special um, two-part series that American Experience on on um, public broadcasting is doing on Walt Disney. The KQED, which is San Francisco's public broadcasting station, and the Walt Disney Family Museum are having a special preview screening 
of this, uh, the, the whole mini series. And it's going to be at the Palace of Fine Arts, which is very close to the museum somewhat. And they're also going to have a, a conversation beforehand with, um, Disney legend Floyd Norman, who is the first African American animator, um, who was hired by the Disney company and Disney producer Don Hahn. Um, Saturday, September 9th, for, at 1 p.m., there's going to be a talk on Walt's influence on animation priorities today. Andy Beale, who's worked on some of our very favorite Pixar films, including uh, The Incredibles, um, shares 10 ways Walt Disney has directly influenced the highest artistic values of professional animation today. And then on Saturday, September 26th at 1 o'clock, there is going to be a talk on mid-century modern um, Walt Disney's... Uh, he celebrated new technologies and innovative methods of transportation. But in, so think of what our Tomorrowland looked like in 1967 and the type of architecture that there was in the 50s, 60s, and 70s in Tomorrowland. So theme park designer Bill Butler is going to discuss, uh, the influence of mid-century modern design in, um, in Disney parks, um, around the world. So you can check the um, museum calendar for more information, including ticket prices for these talks and for the films at um, WaltDisney.org. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. I will go next. Uh, we just talked about, or I just talked about Not Scary, Not Scary, Very, Very, Very Farm. Um, but there are other scary events going on around the Southern California area, including at Six Flags Magic Mountain which has their uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain Fright Fest, offering 17 days of terrifying haunted mazes, roaming, roaming zombies, scary clowns, and spooky shows, plus twists to some of your favorite rides, including turning off the lights on some of your favorite monster coasters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, during the daylight hours, uh, you can, there are trick or treat trails and Halloween crafts available for the kids. But once the sun goes down, the ghouls come out. Uh, Fright Fest itself is included with your admission. However, the mazes are an upcharge. Uh, Fright Fest happens September 26th and 27th, October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 30th, 31st, and November 1st. So if you're interested in another a Halloween event mm-hmm. that could be a fun one, I don't know that I want to ride any of those coasters without the lights on. Yeah, some of them might be fun, though. That would be bizarre. And What a great idea. Yeah, and then I also want to mention, watch the – if you're looking for uh, tickets for Magic Mountain for next year – Watch their Facebook page and their website on this Thursday, September 3rd. Uh, there is talk of a big discount, kind of like the one last year where we got the annual pass for the rest of the year and all of the f- next year for like 60% off and they upgraded wow. to gold with parking and things like that. So rumor is that's coming this Thursday, September 3rd. So watch for that. I will try to post that on my Facebook page and on my Twitter when I see it as well. So. Um, You're getting it right. Uh, I probably yeah. Because you and Wes 
tend to uh, go to. Well, I, I've I've been. I think I went three times west. I think I've only gone a couple, but still, it's 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 it was only like seventy bucks or something like that. So very cheap. All right, uh, Mary Jo. Continuing with September events at the Disneyland Resort, there's a lot of new merchandise happening, and on the weekends they're showcasing the different types of merchandise, which is really cool. So we're starting off with Marty Sklar. There's going to be a book signing at the Disney Anna store um, inside Disneyland on September 2nd. And he's going to be signing his new book called One Little Spark. And he, the um, Mickey's Ten Commandments and the Road to Imagineering. And I believe he talked about this book at D23. Mm-hmm. He did. He did, right? Mm-hmm. Did you... Did you um, go to the presentation, Michael? No, because I saw him do a presentation like the week before at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Okay. And he'll only be at Disneyland for two hours. So if you would like him to autograph your book, he is a um, a Disney legend and and, um, another Disney treasure. So between 10 a.m. and noon, be sure you go there to get him to sign your book. Then the following weekend, or actually in September 5th and 6th, at the Wonderground Gallery, you know, we have a lot of um, Disneyland's gearing up for their Halloween. And part of the Halloween in Frontierland is the Dia de los Muertos, which is Day of the Dead. And so we have some artists coming out with the Day of the Dead motifs. And I don't know if that's called Serpents, but that's what they're... The style is, and it's S-E-R-P-E-N-T-H-E-S. I apologize if I mispronounced it. But over at the uh, Wonderground Gallery, we're going to have an artist by the name of Gabriella Reese who'll be over there, and she'll be autographing her artwork. Um, she'll be there from 2 to 5 p.m., and then she'll be there again at the end of the month, in the September 26th and 27th at the Wonderground Gallery again from 2 to 5 p.m. And she has some pretty cool art. Um, that's the Day of the Dead, like I told you, and kind of quirky also. The following weekend, uh, we have Miss Mindy, and she's going to be at D Street in downtown Disney. So for those of you who are Vinylmation fans, on September 12th, she'll be there to sign her artwork from 3 to 5 p.m. at the D Street shop, and her Vinylmation characters with the new, um, with the new designs will be out too. They're really cute. It's, it's a bunch of characters. It's Donald, Daisy, Minnie, Mickey with a mustache, a funky-looking Tinkerbell in the Mickey body, <coughs> and other things. That's how I do it. But anyway, that's Miss Mindy. And then Tom already spoke about this, but it's worth mentioning again. On September 12th and 13th, our friend Dave Avancino is going to be at the Disneyana shop store. Um, he'll be there from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and he will have his original artwork, which is the the 3D names and also the ticket booklet names. So if you'd like to get that. Plus, he has a bunch of other art that's pretty intricate and appropriate for this time of year, too. He has a lot of good stuff. Then the following um, the weekend is September 19th. We have three artists. We have John Coulter, Jared Maruyama, and Kristen Turchek who are going to be at the Wonderground Gallery with their artwork. And they have a lot of really neat art um, for the Haunted Mansion. Some of them looked, I think you've seen them before, but they 
it's kind of hard to describe. Some of them are, it's a small world looking futuristic and some of them are more classic and some of them have the, um, you'll just have to go and see them. It's just, it's, it's, but I, I really like her. It's a small world art. It's pretty, pretty neat. Um, then we have September 4th and 6th. We're going back up, but he's going to be there for the entire month of, of September. And that's our artist showcase, which is going to be David Lozo. And he's going to be at the Wonderground Gallery each weekend beginning September 4th. So he'll be there between 6 and 10 p.m. on the weekends. And he's going to be the artist in residence who's going to be painting. And he also has Day of the Dead motifs, but they're very different. Usually Day of the Dead kind of um, looks like uh, Hispanic, Latino type type artwork. But he's got, for instance, two astronauts in outer space with the American flag and it's Day of the Dead uh, motif. And he's got um, a surfer skeleton with a shark and squid tentacles coming out. So it's very um, different type of art, but at the same time, it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of detail in his artwork, too. So David Lusso is going to be there, too. And that's it for all of the art. Oh, if I can circle back just a bit, Major, on the book signings. If yeah. you want the book signed, you have to purchase it at uh you know at the event the day of and you have to have the receipt to prove it i learned that the hard way so oh thank um, you for anyway, and and there's a limit so of if two you, per if you, two per guest yeah so like if you've pre-ordered it on amazon and it comes in because the book is going to be available september 1st um you cannot bring that book you have to purchase it there at the event thank you that's an important, and and like you said, that's something that you learned. So um, that's an important detail. And there you go. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Tony. Because I only do rapid fires from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now this time there's plenty of time for people to experience this because it's about to be September. October is San Diego's Kids Are Free Everywhere month so if people are thinking of going to san diego or possibly oh maybe i do a day or not i'm going to suggest that it might be a good time to do it in october because kids ride free to san diego on amtrak um yes so it's travel october 1st to november 1st and you get one free child's fare with each regular purchase a regular price adult fare purchase and as tom can vouch to get any of these discounts you usually have to buy it three days in advance Uh uh-huh in addition to that, if you go to san diego.org, you'll see that on their front page is the Chamber of Commerce, all of the different 100 plus kids free offers in October. And again, I'm saying it early so people can think about maybe I will do it. 90%, like tons of um, hotels where kids eat free, even nicer hotels. Uh, here's a cafe in Mission Valley that's got a free quesadilla, another kids eat free at another restaurant, kids eat free at this hotel, kids eat. And, Coronado Island Marriott Resort and Spa. So it's not just like the regular mom and pop place. Uh, a, a free ride with corporate helicopters if they tour the city. Um, there's $5 free fun card at John's Incredible Pizza. Uh, more free food. Free to the – all the museums should be free for kids. The Autumn Museum. 
kids go free to the San Diego Model Railroad Museum, which I didn't know existed, free to the zoo, which can be pricey, so I think that's a good idea, um, free to the USS Midway, and I'm only on page one. Uh, so most of the hotels are offering things. A lot of the uh, Heritage of the Americas Museum, the, fa- uh, the free uh, cruises around the bay, the... Junipero Serra Museum, if you're fourth grade, you got your mission project coming up. Go ahead and knock that one out. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. So I was in another state, and I was explaining to them about that, and they had no idea. Because, you know, each state no, does their don't. own. I said, oh, well, we are the big state. are the missions. I'm like, what? And I was trying to explain. Everybody yeah. builds a mission, and they make it, and they design it. And so um, it's just interesting. That's, that's unique to California. Well, I mean, I know it is. I just thought they might have an idea of knowing that the missions existed. And I don't think they have like even a clue how that brain was. It's such a big part of our culture. So I know. it's always interesting to hear that other people have no idea what so, we're talking about. Yeah. Basically, oh, Frida Aquatica San Diego, SeaWorld's Aquatica Park, the aquarium. I mean, basically anything that's a tourist thing to do in uh, San Diego is free for kids. And there's a lot of free food. So if you're on a budget and even considering going, I if you, and if you can do it during October, I would – because you could probably map out which restaurants to go to and not have to pay for your kids. So, again, go to sanego.org to find that and then go to Amtrak to find out what the kids eat free. But if you were on the fence about going to San Diego, you have time to plan. I would go in October if you can because the kids are free. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. All right. We have a few minutes left. I wanted to give a shout out to somebody we met at the D23 Expo. Um, the gentleman had a booth there and it's called Spring Frame. Um, website is uh, myspringframe.com. And this is artwork that is canvas attached to cardboard. So mm. it's printed on canvas and then attached to cardboard and shipped flat. And then when he got it to the expo, he folded it up, folded the corners around, and had this beautiful artwork that looks like canvas and hangs on the wall. And it's like totally light because you can hang it with one like a thumbtack or something like that anyway he approached us as as the expo was over and he said you know i have have some of these pieces that i've already put together and i don't want to just throw them away if you could use them um maybe give them away at some of your uh give kids a world events or something like that i will happily give them to you so he gave us a few pieces of art so I have one right here that is a beautiful picture of, and these are licensed. They, they, um, he, the photographer got a license to go into Disneyland and take these pictures. A beautiful picture of Mickey's Fun Wheel, my favorite. So, um, just wanted to mention him, uh, myspringframe.com. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Oh, I know what I want to talk about. We did our walk down Catella last week. And I stayed at the the Best Western Pavilions this week, and that review will go up in a couple weeks. But unrelated to that uh, is the strip mall next door that we talked about um, that had the the Tacos Mi Pueblo and the uh, Italian place. So I asked the nice lady at Oops, spoiler at the at the Best Western, you know, what do you think about those places? She's like, well. The taco place is okay, but it's overpriced. But the Italian place is really good. 
Um, and it's like family style. So there's your info on those, those restaurants we talked about last week at the strip mall there at Walnut and Catella. I did go to Tacos Mi Pueblo and she was right. It was kind of pricey. I got a combo plate, which was two tacos, beans and rice for $10.99. Um, I went in there and I. Okay. There's no way that should be $10.99. No, no, no. I'm looking at your picture. Yeah, no. Um, and it it was like the little small, you know, um, street tacos, street tacos. Yeah. Uh, it was two o'clock in the afternoon. I I checked into the hotel and got, then went over there and the place was empty. There was one family at a table that was leaving. So I go up to the counter. I'm like, so what's good? She's like, well, I don't know what you're in the mood for. Okay, well, well, you know what? What one? What's one of your best sellers? Oh well, you know we have tacos, we have enchiladas, we have burrito. Okay, you're not helping me. So I ordered. I sat down. She's like, "Would you like some chips and salsa?" I'm like, "Sure." So she gave me maybe half a basket of chips, which is fine. I didn't need you know a whole basket of chips. Just being by myself, lonely at a restaurant, all by myself. Um, so half a basket of chips and some salsa. Then she she brings me my order and. It was the most bland um, carnitas and carne asada I have ever tasted. Really? Yeah, it was. It was. It, mm. Yeah, I would not recommend this place. So, um, but the Best Western recommends the Italian place. So, if you're in a mood for Italian food and you're in that neighborhood, check out. Um, I think it was Mari's or something like that Italian restaurant there at Catella and Walnut Walnut Avenue. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of The Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.